This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Being a new fish in a new pond can be challenging, especially when that fish is a realtor and the pond is a real estate market. But Charlie Jekylls didn't let that deter him. He just kept swimming and saw success along the way. Let's hear from him. From Capital Broadcasting Company in Raleigh, you're listening to Real Estate Rush, North Carolina. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of Real Estate Rush, North Carolina. I'm your host, Chris Lovingood, and today we have realtor Charlie Jekylls with Redfin. He actually is someone who I am familiar with because you were, you, <laughs> you're with someone I used to work with here as a producer, and I said, you know what? We had brunch one day. You're a realtor. Let's bring you on the show. Let's talk a little bit about it. So thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. I've uh, been looking forward to it, and it's uh, no, I've never done anything like it, so I'm excited and a little nervous, but uh, I'm ready to go. Well, and one of the things, don't be nervous, man. It's all good. We're just having a conversation. Um, one of the things we talked about when we had brunch that one day is I just kind of picked your brain a little bit about what what it's been like for you as a realtor in this market. And I thought that'd be a great conversation to have. So I'm curious, you know, you're a young guy. What, what's it been like being here in this market? Because you actually moved here from out of state and you had to get kind of adjusted. Yeah. So when I um, first got into the business about three and a half years ago, I was a licensed agent in Minnesota. Um, and then I moved to North Carolina. And so the market nationwide, especially when interest rates and the pandemic started, it got crazy in terms of homes going. There was no inventory and there still is a lack of inventory. And so um, it's been moving super fast in terms of trying to keep up with the market. And um, I always tell clients and anyone who asks me, what's the market like? It's so situation specific down to the very home. Um, so if someone says, yeah, the market's super hot, well, is that single family homes in Cary or is that new construction down in Johnston County? Because there's builders down there who keep reducing prices and homes are sitting for longer versus Cary. You see stuff going for 100000 over less. Gone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, it's super fast paced. And I think that's one thing that you can ask agents who have been in the business for three years, 20 years. I think everyone has said it's never been quite like this. Um, and just the way it's evolving and moving. Um, it's definitely something that uh, it's tough to kind of keep your it's it's tough to keep your finger on the pulse um, unless you're in it every day like myself. It, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's what comes to mind. It feels almost like messy, where it's just yeah. or chaotic maybe is a better way because you know pre-pandemic. And I, I always tell this because this is what got me to start this podcast. Before I got here, um, I was like, oh yeah, I got the job with WREL. Cool, I'll, I'll can start looking for houses because I, I I intend on being wherever I go long term next. And then Apple decided it was going to come down here, right. and then everything went wild. And then you are, you remember all that that happened during 2020, 2021, et cetera. And then now we've got, you know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen now that First Citizens is acquiring SVB, and we're a big tech tech sector. So th- this market is just, it's so interesting. And that's why I do this podcast to really examine it from the lens from the people who are navigating it, yourself included. Um, so what challenges have you specifically faced as a realtor in this market? Yep. So as I hit on it, I think the major one was moving here. My license was luckily transferred, so I didn't have to do a lot of the pre-test stuff. Um, But 
every state's different in terms of the laws, the markets are different. So moving here, I had to completely relearn North Carolina real estate law. There's nuances that are specific to this state that are unlike any others in regards to due diligence money, which a lot of people- I didn't know what that was until I gave you. (laughs) So I I moved here, earnest money, um, it was used in Minnesota, and I think in almost all states it is. So um, due diligence was kind of something that everyone freaks out about and gets scared about. Um, That was a big one moving here. I had to learn just the new contract, um, kind of the real estate laws. So when I moved here, I kind of did a crash course in the post-licensing stuff that uh, the North Carolina Real Estate Commission requires all agents to do after within 18 months of getting their license. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I did before I even started practicing, even though I was licensed and ready to go, um, I took a, a law class, a 30-hour law real estate law class. Oh, wow. Um, that's required, but I had 18 months to do it, but I just thought it'd be really important if you're going to represent your clients um, you really need to know the, the legalities the and the rules yeah. of it. So I think just relearning, and when you get into real estate, the first six months, it's like drinking water out of a fire hose. There's so many different things to learn. It's not like some some jobs where you're strictly in marketing or you're strictly in finance. You've got to learn all those things. And then you've also got to learn about homes, construction quality. Um, so it's, it's just a lot to take in. And I think I finally... Um, once you get moving, it's like anything. You ride a bike and you never really forget how to do it. But the first several transactions here um, were definitely hard and a little, um, they weren't rocky on my client's side, but in my mind, I was kind of nervous just because it's- You don't want to mess it up. Exactly. And it's a huge financial purchase for someone. So I think um, just moving to a new state and learning the new, the new, th- the new laws um, was a big challenge. And then I think more of a personal one would be trying to establish like everyone in 2023 a work-life balance um, because it's great. I can build my own schedule. I can work when I want to work and not when you don't. But with that- Sometimes weekends and- Exactly. Weekends and evenings become um, kind of where you make your bread and honey. And so um, I've had to make some sacrifices and luckily my fiance, she's really understanding. Um, But you've got to kind of find a balance so you you don't burn out because in a market like this, that's extremely hot. We have so many people moving here. Um, it's easy to work yourself out. And you, and which state did you come from again? Minnesota. Minnesota yep. That's right. Yeah. And you know, you wanted to make sure you, you, you had it right here because it's just a different game coming here. Right. But I, something you said just now, it hit me. You, you wanted to learn the rules because it's, this is someone's financial investment. This is something their biggest that one. they're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to make sure you're getting it right. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I think to best represent your clients um, and something I harp on a lot when I first talk with clients, whether it's a seller or a buyer, um, and it's not to promote myself, but it's more to protect them as you want an agent who is really doing it as a full-time job. A lot of people um, do it as a side business, but in a market that's been changing and evolving so much, it's hard if you only do four or five transactions a year. If an agent hasn't done a transaction in six months, does she still, th- the market's changed so much almost on a daily basis that um, you really got to have this as your main priority um, and make sure you know what's going on in the market as well as situation specific in terms of different parts. You're of the almost triangle. like what I do. I mean, journalism, like I have to know what's going on, not just in this market, but in right. general, like you have to be up to date. And, you know, granted, yes, I do unplug during times, but I mean, realistically, I got to know what's going on all the time. Right. Yep, exactly. So you're, you're a younger guy. You're, 
25. 25. Yep. So you're 25, and I'm wondering, you know, because you're still new to real estate game relatively. Yeah. Has your age hindered you at all uh, in this market? So that is a great question. Um, and when I first got into the business, that was my major concern about how are people going to look at me when I show up at a house and they go, well, this guy looks like he's in high school or just <laughs> in college. And so. Who's this intern? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so that was a major mental block on my end. And I talked when I first got in the business, um, there was a there was a lady at my previous brokerage in Minnesota that she said, it's all about what you say and how you say it more than your age, because you can have a 50 year old agent or a six year old agent um, or a who does six transactions a year, or you get someone who's my age or a younger age and they do 30 transactions a year. It's more about the experience level than it is about the age. Um, and I think something that was really helpful when I got into the business is my dad has been an agent for 25 years. Oh, that's useful. Um, and so he took me in under his wing for the first 18 months and I learned everything I know from him. Because um, like I said, when you first get in it, I was pretty much overwhelmed to say the least. And I honestly thought, you know what, I'm not cut out for this. It wasn't my intention to become an agent. It was the pandemic happened. I was graduating college and no one was hiring. So my dad said, well, go get your license. You can do some showings on the weekend for me. Um, and you'll, you know, just as supplemental income till I got a job as um, I was going to go into advertising. And so, um, which technically you still are in advertising. Ex exactly. <laughs> advertising public relations. So he taught me a lot and um, that really helped build confidence. And so that, that hindrance of, well, I'm young people. I mean, most home buyers and especially sellers, they're in their thirties, forties, fifties. I just wondered how I would look walking into a house. And so luckily it has not. Um, and I think age, especially in real estate and as in all things is just a number. It's more about the experience that you have um, and how you treat your, your clients. And I want to talk a little bit more about the experience that you have specifically, and we'll do that in just a second. But first, a quick break. And in local news, the Designery of North Raleigh is holding a grand opening event at noon on May 16th. Please stop by and join the party. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery. I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. Uh, we're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, thanks for staying with us. It's Chris Lovingood here with the Real Estate Rush North Carolina podcast. I'm here with Redfin Realtor Charlie Jacobs. We were just talking a little bit about his experience in this very wild market that we are in. Um, so we, we talked about experience before we went to break. Um, which specific areas of our market are you dealing with, uh, whether it's within the Triangle or maybe it's Pittsburgh or what have yeah. you? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so I primarily work with buy side clients unless it's a referral or um, it's a client who owns a home and is going to sell it. 
And so I actually practice um, pretty much all over the Triangle, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, surrounding areas. I go to Granville County. I was just sold a home in Randolph County out in Liberty. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. So I've, I've, I go around. There's Some agents are really – they are even neighborhood-specific. Um, the good thing that I like about it is I do practice everywhere. And so – and like I said, being pro- situation-specific so much, it's like you've got to know – what's going on in Johnston County is totally different than what's happening in Cary and Apex. And so, um, yeah, I practice all around. Um, I think most of my deals so far have been in Raleigh and Durham, but then Cary, Apex, Fuquay, um, all the, all the cities. So now obviously different clients want different things, but is there any specific, um, thing or element of a home that someone's trying to buy that you find a lot of people are looking for right now? That's a great question. So I get a lot of clients, um, who want a, a bedroom on the main level and um, usually like an ensuite. So a lot of clients I work with, they think through family guests and stuff. And mm-hmm. so that's a huge um, request that I've had a lot is a bedroom on the main level. Cause a lot of the homes in North Carolina and especially in the newer constructions, um, there are a lot of two story houses. So you've got family or anyone who can't get upstairs. That's been a huge, a huge one. Um, North facing, sometimes people are they care what direction the house faces and north, northeast and east have been something that a lot of clients, if it's not facing that direction, they won't um, pursue it. Um, schools are a huge one. Uh, people want the best school districts for obvious reasons if they have kids. Um, and that's what's created such a, a craze in certain pockets of the, of, the, of the triangle is people aren't selling and you've got so many people either moving here or... Um, you know, relocating and a, a big thing if your family is the school districts. And even if you're not for resale purposes, people want good schools. Um, so that's been a huge one I've seen. Which I'm starting to understand that now. I mean, before I, I bought a house, you know, I understood that people were, oh, we want good school districts. And in my head, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, they want to make sure that their kids are getting good education. Right. It goes beyond that. They want to make sure because, you know, if a school is doing well, then maybe more resources are allotted to them, which might directly impact their house, et cetera. Right. And so I'm, I'm getting that now. I'm understanding yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah. And every buyer is um, unique, and they all want a certain set of things. And that's what actually makes it a really fun and rewarding experience is every day is different. Nothing's the same. I mean, I really like the idea that Redfin has allowed me to practice in all sorts of different areas. It's allowed me to learn the, the triangle as a whole so well in such a short amount of time. I'm driving all over the place all the time. And so I think... Um, that's something that's really benefited me coming to a new state, um, learning a new market is well, I'm not just in Raleigh. I'm not just in Durham. I go pretty much all over the place within an hour, an hour and a half drive of Raleigh. So Now, I've asked other realtors this. I'm going to ask you and yeah. feel free to share if you're comfortable. But do you have a horror story as a realtor? Have you had you don't have to name names, but just scenario. Yeah. Have you had one situation you were just like, wow, that actually happened? A realtor horror story. Um n- so a uh, transaction I did in Minnesota um, that was really interesting is it was a listing of ours. Uh, my dad and I were representing the clients, and this was when the home went on the market, and this was in spring of 2021, sold the first weekend in multiple offers for, I believe, 50000 over asking. Really clean transaction, but about a year later, um, there was a backup a sewer backup um oh, from the boy. house to the su- the city sewer oh no and um there was essentially what happens is the buyers came after the sellers a year later and went into arbitration and um an arbitrator had to decide on 
who was at fault, who's going to change the sewer line, which is not a uh, is a very expensive process. Yeah, that's and not so, cheap. Um, I was actually out of this, and it, it was no one's. I mean, no one really knew about it until the backup occurred. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, and so it's not like the sellers didn't disclose something or the agents didn't know anything. Um, but I believe that ended up, uh, I had moved to North Carolina at the time. My dad and partner, he, uh, was involved in the arbitration thing. Everyone's found of no wrongdoing. I believe they came to some kind of financial agreement that the sellers would, would take care of a portion of it. That was probably the biggest, um, like horror story, um, back in the spring when people were doing spring of 2022. And even now again, it's happening again. Uh, when buyers start putting in 10, 20, 50,000 in due diligence, that's a huge, um, you know, financial commitment. And that's stressful when you know that money's not refundable. Um, yeah, like that's bye-bye money. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I think just making sure your buyers, you talk with their lenders, you really go through the home with a fine-tooth comb. Um, I'm not an inspector, but I've attended a hundred of them. And so um, I kind of know what to look for. But until you get that home inspection, you don't, you can't see the- You way. won't know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. And so- um, Nothing crazy has happened, knock on wood, thankfully. But um, yeah, that was probably the biggest horror story was, and it's just, there's a million things that can go wrong in a real estate transaction. You don't usually think of a year later, something coming up back to bite you, but um, that was probably the the big one. And then it just seems like the more transactions you do, the more stuff's going to happen. It's just, it's just part of it. But Luckily, been pretty good, okay, so far. And then lastly, just to leave our, our listeners with this in case there's someone out there who wants to be a budding realtor one day. Yeah. So you, before you were in real estate, you said you were in marketing, right? Yeah, I was actually uh, in college going into advertising and public relations. Yeah. Um, yep, so that's, and I actually had no intention of becoming an agent, but here I am. <laughs> what would you say to someone who's thinking about it and they're like, well, I'm already on one track, but what would you say to them? Well, there's another track you can go. Yeah, I think um, interviewing experienced agents and new agents at, at different teams, at different brokerages, and find out from different people what it's like. You can find high performers or, and people who maybe don't, who do a few transactions a year. Um, and really, before you dive in, because it's a lot of work just to get your license, is, is meet with agents from all sorts of different walks of life and find out what it's like for them. Cause I think real estate, especially in social media and Netflix, it's glamorized mm-hmm. and um, they don't show the, the videos of a listing agent raking leaves in the, in a client's backyard or dressing up a home to make it look nice. for Exactly. And so I think um, like any industry talking with someone who's in it and has done it um, is really important before diving in because there's a huge um, fallout rate for agents in the first several years of the business just because I think the um, ease of entry is is relatively easy to to get your license um, but to really succeed and, and make it is two totally different things and so um, it's not like it is on reality TV it's much different um, so I would say just talk with an agent and then you I mean it doesn't hurt to get your license you can go through the process and get your license and um, it's a very it's a very rewarding job, um, and I think it's not for everyone, but it's uh, it's something that I love to do, and I I would I always help agents when they first get in the business because I just did it a few years ago. Um, is kind of help them along and and show them the ropes and stuff um, because it is a competitive market, especially nowadays, and it's a saturated. Oh, I imagine it's, it's a saturated market. There's a lot of realtors out there. Everyone knows a real estate agent, and so. Um, it's definitely a unique time to get into the business, but it's uh, it's it's still a great industry to be in. 
And as you heard from Charlie Jekylls, an agent with Redfin, it is possible. Just make sure you think it through before you decide to take that deep dive in your real estate journey. Charlie, thanks so much for joining us on the Real Estate Rush North Carolina podcast. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Just a heads up, Real Estate Rush North Carolina is going on hiatus. If you miss it or have ideas for episodes, feel free to email clovinggood at wrel.com. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the WREL Daily Download Podcast for an in-depth look at stories we cover daily at WREL News. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.